is as much like the journey and the path with Jesus. Did you know that? That it's much like the path and journey with Jesus. It is incredible how they're very similar. In fact, if you don't stay in the path, well, you can get disoriented. You can get lost. And, well, there are tragic things that can happen. And it's the same way with our journey with Jesus. That the life that we live in, the culture around us, and the evil one wants to actually disorient us. He wants to distract us from the very important things of living on the path and to stay on the path. So this morning, I thought I would illustrate by, well, bringing my backpack. Yeah. You know, there's a story. Uh, it's a tragic story. It's a real story of a lady. She was 66 years old. She, she had always wanted to do the Appalachian Trail and so she and a friend set out and did the first 1,000 miles of the Appalachian Trail. And on this journey that she had set out on, and by the way, she's a, she's a registered nurse and, a, and military, uh, much trained, much knowledge probably in that. She set out, and about 1,000 miles in, her friend, uh, they would touch base. Actually, if you do the Appalachian Trail, you'll touch base with home on a regular basis. And they had people that were, in fact, her husband was following her every three days. They would touch, you know, they would actually meet up and resupply. I mean, she wasn't far. But this friend had, uh, well, family things that she needed to attend back home that came up, and she had to leave the trail. So she did. She left the trail. In, before she left the trail and left her friend Jerry, Gerald, Geraldine is her name, uh, she said, you know, we can finish this next year. We can, we can come back and do it next year and, and it'll be just the same. But Jerry wanted to finish this trail. It had been one of her lifelong goals and she didn't think it too difficult. So in New Hampshire, about there, she, uh, she and the, her friend parted ways while her husband continued to be with her. Well, uh, if you know anything about the Appalachian Trail, which I don't know a lot about it, but I know a little bit, uh, there's a section in Maine which becomes, uh, even for the most experienced hikers, becomes uh, very uh, difficult to stay in the path. It just becomes difficult. It's hard to see it. It's hard to know where it's at. Well... She had to take a bio break is what they call it. Well, she had to go to the bathroom. And so she probably hops, she hopped off the path. Hopefully it won't fall over. And she took um, her, probably her trusty trowel. Yep, trusty trowel. And yep, that's exactly what's in there. It's toilet paper. And she hopped off the path. And... In the process of hopping off the path and, and moving off the path, she becomes extremely disoriented. Extremely disoriented to the point where she didn't even know how to get back to the path. And so uh, in her desperation, she tried to get to higher ground because the only thing she had brought with her is a cell phone. Now, this is a few years ago. Uh, technology, not as robust as it may be today, but still, it's, we're talking 2013, not that long ago. And she had a cell phone and attempted to go to higher ground to try to, you know, get the bounces to no avail. So she sets up her tent 
which I have my trusty tent, which I'm not going to take out, but you got to take it with you, you know? It's, it's part of the journey. So she set up her tent underneath the hemlocks, and there she stayed for 26 days until she succumbed. Until she succumbed. Now, I want you to hear it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy that I'm going to tell you that could have been avoided very, very easily. But it's a tragedy because it parallels the tragedy that often befalls some of us as followers of Jesus and those we know who are followers of Jesus. Because this world and this life is quite uh, disorienting. The, the voices around us, uh, Pastor Kathy a few weeks ago preached on this, the leaven of distraction. The voices of ideologies and thoughts can distract us and pull us off. We think what we're doing and think what we're saying and think where we're going is right and healthy. But to no avail, they, they pull us off the track. They pull us off the path and they disorient us. Well, today's verse, uh, verses I want to look at are found in Acts. Found in Acts. Let's read these together. Uh, Acts chapter 1, starting in the first verse. I'll read them. You listen. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John, the, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized in the, with the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful verse. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Is there another verse there? No? Oh, no. It's the last verse. I'll have to read it. Sorry. I omitted it. Thanks, Tommy. He says this. As they were watching him, he disappeared before their very eyes. Which we might go, well, that's not as important what, what he said to them. And I would probably agree with you, but it's very important to understand where we are where we are on the path, where we are on the journey with Jesus, because he, in his physical form, is not here, but he has left us something greater. So what can we learn? What can we learn from the scripture that we've read and the short story, which you can read a lot about, and there have been actually studies about this tragic death of, of Jerry Legray, Largay, excuse me. What can we learn? Well, the first one is this. The first thing we can learn is that we should never travel alone. We should never travel alone. Is that not out there? On the slides, Tommy? Yeah, there you go. We should always travel with others. We should always travel with others. Yet in this world, I think that we're lured into the idea that if, we, if, if we're doing all right, if we have it together, and if we don't have it together, that either one of those routes is a place where we travel without other followers of Jesus. Now, if you remember the verse, what did he do? What did Jesus tell them to do? Gather and pray. Gather and pray. 
He didn't tell them to scatter. He said, no, 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 no. First thing you do is you gather together. And so you should always travel with others. We should always learn to travel with others. You see, I think that sometimes we have the same problems that Jerry had. See, Jerry was target fixated. She was target fixated. I know that this happens to me very often, and my wife has to kind of go, uh, Steve, you, not, you need to look at it in a different way. You need to reorient your eyes. Stop thinking that your way or the way that you have planned out is the only way to do it. See, her friend said, hey, come on, let's hop off the path, let's go back home, and we'll finish it next year. But instead, she got target fixated, meaning her end goal, nothing was going to come between it. Now, some of us would say, oh, that's honorable, that's right, that's good. And I would say, yes, yet, oftentimes when we have a goal and we are, we're fighting against most of the people around us who know us the best, and they're saying, you know, abandon what you're thinking right now. Just take a pause, breathe, stay, stay on the path that you're doing, but, you know, it's, it's not as important as you think, I've, you know? But we can sometimes go, oh, no, 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 I know the way, I know the right thing to do. We need to learn to travel with others because we often get, we get fixated on our target, our desires, our end goal. And we then get off the road or the path of the kingdom and Jesus' desire, even for us. So we must learn to travel together. That's why gathering is so, so important. On Sunday morning, it, we reorient our eyes and fix them to heaven. We fix them on Jesus. We fix them on the community that by simply by gathering and hopefully by conversation, we then remind each other of the path we're on with Jesus, that our desire is to, to be in relationship with him and to live out what he desires to do. The, la the second thing is to get equipped, to get equipped. Well, I told you that I have, I have my tent and I have a water bottle, I have my trowel. What else do I have in here? Well, it gets dark, if you've ever been camping, it gets dark at night, so you need a light, probably a little bit, maybe a little bit more than that. Let's see here. Oh, I have my, I have my cook kit. If you get hungry, it's important. It's very important. Um, I promise you, in this bag, I'm not pulling it out, and this one is a filter, and it is very important that you have a filter and a water bottle that they actually fit together, or you have some system that works so that you don't get sick while you're on the trail. That would be terrible. That would be just terrible. So you need those to work together. What else do I have in here? Oh, yeah, you need a little fuel. That helps to cook. Um, and, oh, yeah, you know, you want to clean up, so you want your, your uh, necessities bag there. Um... Yep, I, I like a little distance between me and the ground, even though I like sleeping on the ground. There's a, there's a mattress. And then my sleeping bag's in there. See, we want to be equipped if we're going to be on the path. We're hiking. We want to make sure we're ready for whatever duration and the potentialities that may here. There's a lot of things that are left off here. Like I don't have a raincoat. Uh, there's a lot of other things that you would pack in if you were hiking. But it's the same way when we're followers of Jesus. 
You see, we are given the opportunity to create a toolbox or a kit, if you will, of tools that we, we walk through life with. Uh, one of them is prayer, and prayer is first, it's primary, it's before anything and everything. We want to pray first before we do anything. Uh, we obviously want to be in the Word, because the Word is, well, it, it shows, you, shows us, tells us, and gives us the narrative of, of God's work in the world, but it also informs us, like in those times and places and spaces where we may need well, we need a little correction or we need a little wisdom, which is, by the way, every day. <laughs> it's not just every other day or every so often. See, we need to get equipped, but this is crucial. This is crucial. You can have all the tools. You can have a concordance in your home, a biblical library in your home. You can have all the knowledge of Christianity and Christian history in your head. But Jesus did something for, for the disciples, and he does something for us that is absolutely crucial, and that is that he gave us himself. You see, when Jesus left, when Jesus left, he left us the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things that Jerry left in her hotel room was a satellite transponder. It's a satellite transponder. It's a simple, very expensive at times, little tool, but if you're hiking any, of any significance away from any, uh, any uh, you know, people, you need to have a sat phone or a satellite transponder where it would have it. And she had one. She also had a compass. And because her friend traveled with her, uh, they, they know through the case study they did around about her that she didn't really know how to do her, use her compass very well. Now, I'm not here to pick on Jerry. I really am not. But it is, it is eerily similar, eerily similar to many people who journey with Jesus who have all the tools but may not even know how to use the tools that they have. Uh, they're not traveling with others to learn how that to, should be done. They're not advancing their own spiritual health and well-being. This is what Jesus means when he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. And then he says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, loving yourself means that you learn how to use the tools before you in a way that is consistent, well, I would say through, through history from the very beginning. And he gives us those. The last thing is that, well, we want to take to the path, don't we? I mean, if we have all of this, and this, sets, this hangs in my house way too long and way too often. But if we have all of this equipment, you want to hit the path, don't you? You want to do what Jesus has called us to do and take it to the world because that's what Jesus told his disciples when he left. He said, guess what? Wait for the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and then you will be my witnesses. You will go out and share Jesus with the world. That means that you share him with words, we know this because Jesus shared himself and the kingdom with words. We know this because the letters tell us, right? It says uh, one of the letters in the New Testament tells us, give a reason for the hope that you have in Jesus. Tell people why you, even in spite of having cancer, you're like, you know, God's good. God, there's hope. I have nothing to worry about. I'm not liking where I'm at. But I have a hope that there is greater things ahead. 
Isn't that a strange statement to have? I mean, and it's, it's because Jesus has transformed our hearts and our lives. So we, we, we gather with others. We grow. Uh, we, grow, we grow with each other. We help each other in the process of refinement. And then our job, our task, our love for Jesus compels us to go into the world. To go into the world. I want to read you these last words that he, that were on the screen a few minutes ago. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in all Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And can you imagine standing there, and all of a sudden, this is verse 9, and after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. And we know this from the a further passage, the, you know, there are angels like going, what are you looking for? He's given you the go. He's given you the go. Let's go into the world. So this morning, as we commence this kickoff Sunday, we want you to take the opportunity. We want, to take, want you to take the opportunity to uh, find out who you're going to gather with over this next semester or this next year. Find out those places where uh, maybe with those you gather that you can grow and grow the edge of things that maybe you don't know anything about. Maybe you don't know others who are traveling with you. It could be in finances. It could be in apologetics. It may just be in learning about the church that you are at. We also want you to, want you to connect with groups. Uh, there are other opportunities to actually go for him too. So out on the missions table, and there are some other ways that you can serve to whether connection team or hospitality team, and they'll talk to you about these things. But uh, you, you might want to serve one hour a week at a, school, a local school, mentoring a young child who may not know Jesus, and you may be the only Jesus they will come in contact with, Right? There's a wonderful opportunity. Or serve through Community Meal and Story where we weekly uh, serve a meal, we tell a story of Jesus, and we invite people into the kingdom's realm. There are wonderful opportunities out there. Let me uh, just share with you a few of those uh, places and spaces so you can find them. Um, Out in the lobby, the next slide, there you go. The, out in the lobby, you'll find uh, the worship, worship and tech team will be in here. So if you have an interest in worship or tech or you're like, what do they do? Uh, Francis and some of the other team members will be here and they would love to talk to you about, hey, this is, this is what we do. Where can you plug in? Hospitality team will be out in the, it, they're actually serving. There's some donuts out there. There's some bagels. There's some juice. We want you to grab a snack uh, linger, have a conversation, but they may also say, hey, there's some opportunities to serve not only our own community, but also to serve the greater community in Ypsilanti and around. The missions team, they're by the windows here, the drum side, uh, community groups are in the center. There will be uh, group leaders that will be able to share with you about groups. Connection team by the front door, and then A29 student ministry, um, is in the lower level. So if you're a parent of a teen or you have, uh, you're a grandparent of, uh, and you know you have teens and you want to get them connected downstairs uh, in room 116. 116. We're called to gather, 
We're called to grow. We're called to go.